Hello, gorgeous people, and welcome to What Is This Feeling, a podcast where I talk anything gay, theatre, drag, well-being, and sex. My name is Piotr, and I am a Pisces. This first episode of the podcast is going to be first time, so this is literally my first time, and I thought it would be great to have the theme first time. Um, this is a bit scary and a bit out of my comfort zone as well. So I'm trying to enjoy it, relax into it and have a fun time and see where it goes. See where it leads us, see where things pop up, pop in. Hey! <laughs> well, the first time I realized I was gay was when I was 19. That was the point for myself that I fully embraced who I was and um, proper realized like, hey, this is who I am. And it was like, almost like an aha moment. Like, oh, this is, this is it. It was a proper acceptance for myself um, when I was 19. That was probably the first time um, that I did that. And it, it came from literally being bullied when I was little. Um, and in my teens, I didn't want to be bullied. So rationally, I was like, well, I don't want to, you know, stand out for being gay. So I tried to, you know, fade into the background and rationally thinking that, you know, if you're straight, it will be better. And yeah, that was proper leading to me. And I was focused on theatre as well. And I was so focused on doing dance classes, singing classes, and really wanted to do get into theater and that was um yeah that was almost that was almost like um a cover for me being myself and i think when i was 19 that was the first time i finally realized like hey this is who i am and let's go from here and yeah and i think if you look on like a personal level it's it, it takes a long time to then um, proper feel yourself and feel like, oh, this is who I am. And um, like I said, I was so focused on theatre and almost like um, I tried to like fade in the background for not to get noticed. So to unleash that kind of cloak of weirdness to really try to be yourself and show yourself that was still a massive thing for me to do and I think I, I still feel there's points in my life where I was like oh I really need to show myself and that's why in a way as well I am starting this podcast to do things that I feel are very out of my comfort zone and to show myself and to be seen which is funny because it's a podcast so you can only hear me but it really feels like it's another kind of layer for me to um yeah to go and trigger that and to get that out of my system to be fully like hey this is me and not be that kind of scared um little boy that wants to not knew that I never would fit in um so I tried to hide and so yeah so it's it's proper 
a turning point for me where I was like, I want to be seen. And I want to, I want people to see me for who I am. And I don't want to be scared about that. I don't want people, yeah, I don't want to be scared to be seen. Because that's, I think, is a massive thing still for me. Cool, I'm gonna, <laughs> I think this is cool. And I'm gonna go to the next segment. Um, and the next segment is called... My pulse is rushing. My head is reeling. My face is flushing. What is this show? So the first, um, I can absolutely go back to the previous topic as well. Um, let's see how it goes. Whoop. Um, but the first um, show I ever saw was the musical Aida. I am, I'm, I'm Dutch. So the first show I saw was in the Netherlands, and it was in 2001, I believe. Yeah, 2001. And um, I was 11. Well, maybe it was 2012. I was 11 years old, and I saw the musical Aida, and it was incredible. I, I remember certain bits of it, and I just remember just being blown away. Like being in a theater and seeing seeing a show, and I, I remember being so like blown away, and I was like, "That is what I wanted to do." And from that point on, I knew what I wanted to do in life, even when I was eleven. But I I really knew that okay, this is something I wanted to do. So I, when um, I joined a theater uh, amateur theater group, and started having like acting classes and stuff and would you know it was just like doing fun acting exercises and lots of improv um and uh along with that we we were doing uh, shows so we did like so my first ever show that I did um I think it was Oliver Twist and I was one of the um pickpockets you call that pickpockets um pickpockets um you got a bigger pocket or two um and I loved it. It w- it was literally like I came, uh, I came to life. I literally, I I felt looking back, I proper felt I had finally something that, um, I felt comfortable with. I finally got my confidence, which, um, as a child, I didn't had. So, because of that, because of theatre, I finally got confidence I build up literally confidence in myself maybe it's for being seen as well um but yeah I finally build confidence and to perform and to sing in front of people and that really boosted myself you know being comfortable and confident through theater and trying to maintain that um literally every day or every second I think it's quite hard um but uh, the first ever West End show I saw was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and I remember I was 14 and I was in uh, that theatre group and they organised a trip to London and we just went on a bus from the Netherlands to uh, to London and we saw Chitty Chitty Bang Bang Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and I loved it, it was so cool and it was so big and I remember the theatres theatre that was at the Palladium it was massive, and I don't know. Every I think every show that I seen as a child was just like, 
I love it and I enjoy it and then uh, I want to be in it and I want to, you know, I want to be in that world and I want to uh, uh, be a part of it. And I think um, that was a proper um, turning point for me as a child, like I said before, um, also because it, it clicked, it finally clicked something in myself that I thought, oh yeah, this is, this is where I belong. Um, this is where I'm not getting bullied. This is where I am seen and kind of praised for just being me. And, you know, and because it was a lot of like, um, acting exercises and improv, um, it really helped me with, you know, the flow and expressing yourself because you're not thinking about things, you just are doing it and having fun. I remember one of the first ever auditions that I did was for a, a singing competition uh, in the Netherlands and I... <laughs> I sang uh, Think of Me from The Phantom of the Opera um, when I, I think I was 14 and what else did I sing? I think I song, sang like um, a song from, I can't remember the other song, but I definitely said, I, def I can't remember the other song, um, but yeah, I sang uh, Think of Me um, and I was 14 and I remember, I think that was the first time I proper felt kind of nervous and proper nervous because when I was doing those cool fun acting classes at my sorry amateur theater group it was so much fun and you do a show and you have your you know your people around you that you have fun with and now it was proper like oh you are auditioning for this competition and it, it it felt really real and it was almost like oh my god Jesus Wow. Um, and it almost felt like I was probably being judged, which, which is true. But I, I, I think that was unconscious, unconsciously, uh, I think, what was in my mind when I was doing the audition. Because I remember I was so nervous, so nervous. And I was like, oh, is this going to be how I'm feeling? What is this feeling? Is this how I'm going to be feeling every time I'm going to do audition? I don't know. But when I was 14, I, I literally thought like that. So I remember walking in and then singing, being nervous. And then when I did it, I felt so relieved, so empowered and so such joy. It was weird. That was I remember, that was my proper, proper first. No, that's not my first audition. That was my first singing audition. Cool. OK, I'm, I'm going back, going back to when I was 11. So when I saw that musical, when I saw musical Aida, and when I went into that theatre group, I um, wanted, to, and I saw films as well. So I saw, um, there was a Dutch film called Abeltje, and there was a Dutch film called Kruimeltje. And those were um, films with uh, a young boy in the lead. Um, and when I saw that, I was so jealous because I was like, I want that. I want to do that. I want to be in a film. I want to act, and I want I want that kind of you know. So, I remember um, auditioning for like a film when I was eleven as well, and it was a proper like, um, it was for a film called Lapelshire, and I remember I wrote 
uh, a letter to the casting uh, company and they invited me <laughs> they invited me for an audition in Amsterdam um, which is like a two hour drive from where I used to live from my hometown which is on the east of the Netherlands and Amsterdam is on the west um, so I remember uh, driving there and it was in like a uh, a boxing school or something it was like yeah it was a bit interesting it was like uh, uh, in like a boxing center and on a different uh, floor there was uh, the casting thing I can't remember much of the castings, but I remember that was my proper first uh, audition audition. And um, my first audition for uh, drama school in the Netherlands, I remember so well because um, I was 18 years old and I wanted to do, you know, I was years and years and years. I've been like building it up that I want and need to do musical theater you know, from when I was 11, that I knew I wanted to do this. And now I was 18, worked up until the moment I could audition for drama schools in the Netherlands. So I auditioned for um, <laughs> school. And, um, you know, n now it's um, more accepted um, and more uh, fluid because... Again, when I was younger, I never felt I fitted in. I always wanted to do things myself, my own way. And I always felt that everybody around me um, didn't understood it. And the same with this as well. <laughs> with this first ever audition. As a child, I wanted to do the female roles. I wanted to do the female roles. That's why I loved Think of Me from the Phantom. That's why I loved seeing that because I just loved it. I didn't want to sing Phantom. Now I want to sing Phantom. But then I was like, no. So for that audition when I was 18, I can like, in a way I could hit myself, which I'm not going to do because now I'm proud that I did that. But when I was 18, I auditioned with I Dreamed a Dream from Les Miserables and the Wizard and I from Wicked, as a proper theatre kid, um, really wanted to get into the musical theatre world, loving theatre, knowing a lot about theatre, and I was good. I was good, you know? I was good. And I remember auditioning, and I just... I was just... Lo did what I loved to do, and I just remember the whole vibe of the people behind a table... And I sensed such big confusion and like, what is this person doing? And, and, uh, after that, uh, day, I didn't even, I didn't even dance. I think I just sang. And on that day they were like, okay, um, you're not through to the next round and don't audition again next year because all the skills and all the things you need to learn you can't learn that in a year so uh, don't come back and when they told me that i was like huh what's happening what huh i was so confused because 
I knew I was going to do musical theatre. I knew that was what I wanted. That was aligned in the universe. That was aligned in the stars. That was what I was going to do. And now, with my first ever audition for a drama school, the person saying, it's not going to happen. Absolutely not going to happen. It's not even going to happen in a year. It's not going to happen. So I remember I was in the car back, just confused and so pissed off as well. Like, how... Why, why didn't they see... Why didn't they see me? Why didn't they see the drive and everything that I loved putting putting it out there? So that was a proper, like, switch um, for me. That was so weird because I was like, this is what I love to do. These songs, I love these songs. I'm going to show myself which is great and they didn't they didn't like it so oh yeah fun thing the first audition that i said i did um for that singing competition i did that again when i was 18 so when i was 18 i auditioned again um and i sang i think i sang if i could love her from uh, beauty and the beast I think I did. Yeah, yeah, I think I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, it, yeah. I sang If I Could Love Her from Beauty and the Beast, Van Harte Houde in Dutch. Um, sang by a male, because that's then what you had to do, because I was a boy and I had to sing male songs. So I uh, came third that year, which was cool. So I, as a prize, I got um, singing classes with an incredible incredible human being um and uh, his name is uh, jimmy hutchinson and he is just incredible and he really um really helped me steering and and and, and guiding me to these next set of auditions as well that i had so for the next set of auditions i i proper <laughs> scrapped all the female songs that i had and sang all male songs to get into drama school. And then I auditioned for a drama school that I got accepted to, which eventually moved to Harlem. And yeah, that was my first ever audition. Okay, I do, I do want to add this. When I was doing my drama school in the Netherlands, in third year, we all the um, degrees in the, in the Netherlands are four years. Um, so in my third year, I could audition to get an internship for my fourth year, if that makes sense. So I auditioned and there were lots of people in the room from other schools. So also people from the school where I was not accepted were there in the room as well. And at the end of that day, I was cast in the biggest production that was going to run next season and I was cast and the other boys from the other schools that I auditioned for and didn't got accepted for they didn't got that so that was like a proper <clears throat> for you yes this is how it was supposed to be and this is like <laughs> yeah 
this is this is how it's supposed to be. I just wanted to add that. Let's go to the next segment, and the next segment is Oh Mama, it's drag. Oh cute. First time in drag, first time seeing drag. I can't really remember the point where the first time I saw drag. Um I must have seen it on television at one point. And oh no. I remember in the Netherlands going to uh, uh, gay bars where there was a drag performance on. I think, yeah, in real life, I remember f- first time seeing drag queens. And one of the first time drag queens that I saw live or performing and talked or talked to a drag queen was Lady Galore or Didi Janssen. I remember that. And I, I think it was in The Hague. It was that was the proper first time I, I saw real life drag queen before I uh, moved to London but at that time I was absolutely um I was into drag and I remember when season six came out I like that was the first time I watched it when it came out oh yeah by the way I do drag as well I didn't say that yet but yeah I do drag as well <laughs> uh, so but in the Netherlands I never um <laughs> I never uh thought of doing drag my my ex used to do uh makeup and I, I remember, like, I, I was, I, th- I thought like, oh yeah, I can, I can do makeup. I think I can do makeup, but I never, I never did. So when I um, moved to the UK and I did my masters here, and then when I moved to London, at one point I was like, not a lot is happening. I don't get a lot of auditions. I was like, well, I'm, I'm gonna try out some makeup. So I got like some really cheap makeup from Primark, and I've got. I got some like um, dresses from the charity shop and a, a, a really, really cheap wig from Amazon. And I just started trying it out. Oh yeah, the first drag thing I did was in a drag queen choir. The Royal Foxhall Tavern had a, a drag queen choir, which I joined. Don't ask me how I joined that. <laughs> no, you can ask me, um, but there's nobody here to ask. We just rehearsed songs every week and we did a, uh, we performed at um vinegar strokes uh had a organized the night and uh, she was in the choir as well it was just five of us so it wasn't like a proper choir it was more like a, a singing group i will i will put a picture on the uh instagram of of that first time in in drag out in the open which was really fun it was a really fun show we just yeah it was really nice it was proper fun. I don't know if anybody uh, has done drag before, but the power, fierceness, sexiness that you can feel is just great. Well, I feel, I think it's great. Yeah, it just adds to it. You just, it it, it adds to, I think, who I am. And I think I felt a massive, uh, again, power in that, in feeling, (laughs) in feeling fierce, in feeling very feminine and sexy. and, and, And when you're wearing heels as well, it just changes your posture and changes your feeling. It does does a proper thing to you the first time you put on the heels and you just feel everything lifted. And yeah, I would definitely recommend <clears throat> doing that um, once in your life, maybe twice, maybe three times. Um, yeah, so that's like my first proper um, time in drag. I remember I had, <laughs> I was trying out um, makeup as well. And I remember um, following a tutorial from uh, Alaska, um, 
and I think she did like her Red for Filth look, which is just a really cool, I think it was a red eye. And I tried to, I tried to do that. And I, I, I just messed it up. I literally, literally followed every step that she did and on myself. And then I literally looked in the mirror and I was like, this is shit. This is proper shit. And like, I didn't understood like how, how or why is it not translating on my face? Oh, the first time I um went to a drag show in London, I think it was, I think I was at um Halfway to Heaven and uh, I saw the Vixens there. Um, I think that was the first time I saw like drag here in the UK. Oh, and the first time I um performed by myself in drag was at the Lip Sync Thousand at the Glory, literally so many years ago. Yeah, that was the first time because I because I sing, and that was a proper lip sync. I I thought it was really cool to just um, do a lip sync, and I did a um, a medley um, spoken word thingy of um, "Death Becomes Her," where <laughs> I sang the opening uh, uh, lip synced to the opening song from the movie, and then I did a spoken scene thing where she takes the potion. And then I did the song um, Gorgeous from the musical The Apple Tree. And uh, that was really fun. And that was, um, it was a really interesting night. There were 14 queens performing that evening. 14 queens. And can you guess which time I was performing? I was last. So I already had in my mind um, I'm definitely not going to win that heat, um, I thought. I'm just going to have fun. And as well, like, everybody's going to be a bit drunk. When I was 14, everybody got four minutes. So do your math, which is uh, 50, 52 minutes in total. And then all the time in between. So it was such a long night. And I was literally just waiting around. Um, but it was really fun. It was a really fun time. Yeah, that was my first time proper uh, performing on my own in drag at the Lip Sync Thousand at the Glory. Ah. Amazing. Let's go to the next segment. And the next segment is... Welcome to the Zen Garden. Spirituality. Hello. Sp so, um, just to clarify, spiritual has nothing to do with religion for me. Spiritual is proper to do with energies, angels, um, unicorns, that kind of stuff. When I, I think I was like 19, when I started doing some um, energy work, workshops. And I think because of my mother, who is um, who teaches yoga as well. See, she had lots of books, so many books. And... Um, lots of books about chakras and about uh, energy healing and Reiki and so I was quite intrigued about that as well and so sometimes I would have a peek in the in the books in the books in the books and um, yeah I just find it interesting and always um, because again I'm a, I'm a Pisces and I'm very sensitive I'm a very sensitive boy I think it was about 
four four years ago now. I think it was four years ago. Well, I did um, angel reading course where uh, I can I can where I got taught to do um, angel readings and how to read uh, oracle cards. And for the people who don't know um, oracle cards or angel cards, it's almost like uh, tarot cards, but they are just a bit different. I think the oracle cards are a bit more um, a bit more positive. I feel um, it's it's all how you read it as well, you know. Uh, in tarot, 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 whoa! I don't know. I just I just remembered um, American Horror Story, um, New York, the last season, where um, Patty Lapone is doing some um, tarot, tarot cards, tarot. Okay, I don't know how to pronounce that, um, but I say tarot. Tarot? Tarot. Okay. Um, like, it's all how you uh, interpret it with the person and, and everything. So, um, like I said, like, I felt the oracle cards were a bit more positive. But, you know, if you have in the tarot <laughs> cards, if you have uh, the death cards, you know, death also means a new beginning. So, it's a, a closure of something and a start of something new. So... Uh, yeah, so uh, I did a workshop in, in uh, angel readings, which was incredible. I loved it. Um, I still love doing it. I don't really do it a lot, but when I do, I love it. Oh, yeah. And that's what I wanted to do in this podcast as well. I wanted to pull a card for all the listeners here. And when this podcast will air, that would be the card for that week. Um, I think that would be really cute. Do you have anything else to say about it? Not really, yeah. So, um, uh, talking about well-being as well, or um, doing like something for your mental health. You know, I've been, I've been, I've, I love meditation as well. So I, I love doing uh, guided meditations, um, meditations with angels, um, meditations with unicorns, <laughs> meditations with dragons. Um, uh, so I, uh, uh, meditations about past lives and stuff. So, um, I was always trying to find, uh, uh things that I, uh, I, I struggled with in, in this life now and nowadays. Um, and I tried to, um, really search for it in a very spiritual way and, uh, through meditations and stuff. And I think last year, there was a massive changing point for me um, as a person was that I started therapy and it was incredible. It was, it's the best thing I've ever done for myself. It's the best thing I literally have done in my life for me as a person, for me as Piotr, for me. And like I said, I've done lots of meditations about past lives and about what happened in my past lives and if that still has kind of a, a hold on me in the present. But doing those um, therapy sessions, it really made me look at this life and who I am now and it literally shifted something in me and it still has, uh, uh, it, it proper changed things for me in my life. And it's still, um, I still feel I'm working uh, on things 
And again, um, uh, that's why uh, I feel this podcast, um, I'm doing this podcast as well. Um, yeah, so that was a massive change in my life, which was incredible and which has something to do with the subject I'm talking about, <laughs> spirituality slash well-being. Um, no, that was just incredible. And I will uh, I will uh, uh, talk about it a bit more uh, maybe in, in other episodes uh, coming. But yeah, that was the first time, going back to the theme, first time, um, that I proper did something for my well-being, mental health, um, this life, <laughs> for myself as a person, um, because I talked about how theatre changed my life as well, and that I can finally find myself in theatre, and I find myself in drag as well, as a, as a person, and how I feel, um, being a cis man, um, but proper feeling both male and female sides proper mixed in, in me, um, and doing therapy was a proper way of listening to myself and looking at myself for me doing what I do and not because I did theatre or I do drag or that kind of, you know, or, or angel readings. I proper looked at what I, who I am instead of what I do. And that was amazing. And I loved it. I loved it. Okay, let's go to the, <laughs> the next segment, um, which is called... Cute first times. First time. Here we go. So, the first proper time I had sex, sex, the first proper full on sex, um, we're just gonna dive in. I don't need to build it up right. I think people know it's gonna come, literally. Um, the first time I, I um, had sexual intercourse uh, was when I was 20. And was in Amsterdam. And it was after the first time I went to a gay bar. There is a, a, a gay bar in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam, called De Trut, which means the bitch. And it is a really cool bar. And uh, I think it's uh, it's absolutely still there. I'm not sure if they still do it the way they did 11 years ago, uh, maybe 12 years ago. So it's, it's every uh, Sunday... It was every Sunday, and uh, the way how it works, you queue up uh, in front of the, the building, and it will open at half nine, and everybody was who was in that queue gets to go in, and that's it. That's what I was told. But I know people who can get in later as well. But that is the main thing. You queue up, and the whole queue gets in, and that's it for that night. So I was going with a friend of mine and she had some other friends as well who would join us. And I was early and I was there. I, I joined the queue and I remember being so intimidated with all the gay people around me. You know, I was I was doing musical theatre, but there was only a couple of guys in general in the years in my school. I think the first time how I like felt comfortable around gay people was online, uh, chatting to other gay people online. So this was the first time I was surrounded, literally, by so many gay people in a line. And I was just, I was waiting for my friend to join me. 
and um, there were so many different people, um, very flamboyant, and I, I was very overwhelmed, and I, I was, I, yeah, I was just really nervous, and uh, yeah, I probably felt hard to like uh, be myself in a way. Um, so that was my first proper time to a gay bar, which is it's, it's a really fun gay bar as well. Um, and there I, I met a, a, a guy and it was great. It was re I literally said to him, um, so I um, went back to his place, uh, riding on his bike with, with me on the back. And um, I remember telling him like, Oh, it's my first time. <laughs> I literally told him, like, yeah, it's my, um, just to let you know, you know, this is my first time, um, doing the full shebang. And, um, I remember, and I don't know if I, like, have it, like, more pretty and more romantic or more hot in my head, but it was during the summer, and I remember he had, like, quite big windows, which were, like... In my mind, it, they were open. And, like, white curtains that were, like, flowing in the air. And, like, the hot summer air was, like, in the room. And it was just really, um, really, really fun and really hot. And, um, that was my, yeah, my first ever, ever time. And I think we, we did have another date after that again. But the, but after that, never things never really uh, happened anymore, which is fine. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, that was my my first ever time, my first ever uh, sexual full on experience, um, and and my first gay bar, and my first gay bar. It's also funny. Sometimes in life, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if you have that as well. Sometimes you remember how the dick looks like. You do remember. And sometimes I don't, you know? Um, sometimes I, I I can't recall how the person's dick looked like 10 years ago, but I do remember um, how his dick looks like. I've got a, a vague memory of that. Yeah, I still, got, um, I still got a memory of that, how it looked like. Again, again, it could be, it could be wrong. Just, like, thinking that he had white curtains that were, like, blowing in the wind with some air. I don't know if that really happened, but in my mind, in my mind it happened. Um, because it felt really nice and really cool. And ridiculously happy that that first full-on time was nice. And I don't know if I set it up well that I let that person know, like, hey, this is, this is my first time. Just to let you know. I don't know if I thought that he would maybe take it easy or something, or like, I don't know. But yeah, that was, that was my first time, first time, first time. Wow. Okay, cool. We got through this first podcast with the theme, first time. I've got a feeling I'm going to revisit this maybe another time, <laughs> another time for the first time. But yeah, thank you, thank you so much. Oh, I need to pull a card. I'm gonna pull a card. Cute. Okay. Um, I wanted to like a candle in in a way as well, but hey ho. Cool. I've got this really cool um oracle card deck from Kyle Gray, um, and uh, it's called the Angel uh, Guide Oracle card set. It's a really pretty card set. So this card, 
this card is for you for the week when this is gonna air let's put that intention while I'll shuffle this card is for you the lovely listeners and for the week that this is gonna air here we go and the card is do the work do the work is really cute the card is really pretty all the cards are really pretty but this card is really pretty it's uh, yellow flames um, the the heart chakra is open um, let me see if I can find some other um, things maybe there's a sentence that pops out yes energy is going to be needed to hustle and push but every single effort you make will pay off here we go I think that's a cute cute thing for you for this week it will pay off everything that you do all the hard work that you do will be paid off and yes you can do it here we go amazing cool that is the card for you um for this week for next episodes if you have any questions about anything um more about the 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 cute themes that we have um gay theater drag uh spirituality slash well-being um or sex please send them to me um you can send them to me on the instagram page what is this feeling podcast it would be great to um listen and to to hear uh, some of your questions so please let me know and thank you so much for listening to this first ever podcast i am so grateful i am very happy and yeah i'm very grateful that you have listened thank you so much for listening and be open to your feelings and you are valid and your feelings are valid and have an amazing week